Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We are on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Adam Minahan here sitting with David Niles. We have special guest Father Sean Donovan with us again for round two. We're recording this on uh, the feast of St. Joseph the Worker. A, yes, a very good feast. So here, Father, it's only a memorial. I thought like, oh, Saint Joseph the Worker. This is like one of the bigger feasts on the calendar. Nah, it's just it's a memorial. Recently, it's like we hate commies, right? You all hate commies. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, that's all it is. Let's make a feast against those guys. Eleven years ago was also John Paul II's beatification mass. Oh, nice, man, Father Pratt. <laughs> Beard, both of you guys beardless. Beardless. So young. Nice. So young. So young. <laughs> so, Father, one of the things that that uh, a Tradition that I started, uh, and it was not my idea. I can't remember who, whose idea this was. Probably mine. Probably Dave's. Uh, that I started on St. Joseph the Worker feast day oh. is for my sons. Uh, year one, I bought uh, them all a toolbox. That's right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so then each year, I buy them a new tool to put in their toolbox. Mm. Uh, and as they get old enough, then I start teaching them about the tool, how to use it, what to use it for, what not to use it for, yeah. uh, and then the, yeah. the uh, opportunities to talk about you know being able to carry out your work, doing it well, car- you yeah. know, working well, yeah. and working to its completion. Uh, and the idea is going to be you know hopefully when they're eighteen years old they can be shipped off and to the military or wherever <laughs> not you know where not, not my here. house not my house um okay so your boys are eight, <clears throat> eight, eight, almost nine yeah eight almost nine yeah eight seven and then i have a two-year-old boy okay so with the two-year-old this year's tool is probably like a sawzall something uh, yeah powerful and dangerous <laughs> right yeah. yeah ice pick <laughs> yeah <laughs> crowbar like I'm having um, visions of get, get your own ice <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but so the idea is like when they leave the house, they will have eight good tools that they know how to use nice. in in the world. Do they have guns too? Well, I'm not talking about guns oh, on here. Okay. That's another tool. It's not a no. That's, that's very, very interesting. Are you a lawyer? There are there are gun shows here in Oklahoma, that's and right. you do not have to register. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I know that like certain politicians hate the idea of gun shows. I love them. They're yeah. so much fun, though. <laughs> awesome. They're a lot of fun. It's uh, like this is just freedom right here. Like, <laughs> we all came into a safe space. Oh, You're yeah. just a dude, and I'm a dude, and you have something, and I have money, and like it's I walk away with it. Oh yeah, so much fun. Yeah, so, it is great. I yeah. think. Uh, so we're we're here today. Uh, we're going to talk more about Irish cat Catholicism. Yeah. This is delightful, by the you way. You know what? It is. Does it this taste like so frosting good. to anybody? <laughs> like, <laughs> when I tried it, it's like, that's Fantastic. incredible. Like, is so there, good. Is there icing so in sweet? here? Yeah. It is. It's really good. So we're Ooh. drinking... Uh, uh, actually, I, I introduced the last one. I'll let you introduce Happen. this one. It does taste like frosting. 
It's got like there is a boozy frosting. It's like oh, yeah. that is good. So today we're drinking Hey Penny. Um, it's a non-chilled, filtered. Uh, is it a blend? I'm assuming yes, it's a it blend. is. Yeah, it's a blend. Irish whiskey. Um, Forty-three percent alcohol. From who's the distillery? I think it's for. Oh no, that's not it. Is it just Hey Penny? Yeah. yeah okay, that's close. the distillery. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a four casks. Four times finished. Okay, yeah, I'm having trouble reading it with the... the yeah. Oh, there we go. He's old. Yes. Okay, so it's port pipe malt, sherry butt grain, bourbon barrel malt, and double double charred grain. So I, those are the casks. Correct. They're phenomenal, whatever they are. Yeah, so it, so it's a rich nose, uh, really nose of hints of nuttiness, dried berries, tropical fruits, vanilla, and cinnamon. Um, and I think mm. all of those carry... Yeah. Into the the palate. Delight. <laughs> it is from Dublin, yeah. Ireland. Oh man. I'm, so, but you said this so was good. really cheap, like thirty thirty five dollars. Yeah, I think thirty thirty five dollars wow. somewhere in there. All right. So there's not a lot on the nose, like when you. No. I'm putting my nose deep into this. Uh, no burn. Glen Glen Karen glass, and it's like almost nothing there. But I'll tell you, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's not. It's good in a much different way from the last Irish whiskey we had. Uh, which was the uh, Glend- Glendalock. Glendalock, yeah. Um, With which, the Japanese barrels. And that yeah. one was just like, oh. Complex. complex. Really complex. And it just yeah. kept going like yeah. the whole time. Change after time. Right, right. And that's how you know it's yeah. a good whiskey is that you can, after an hour of drinking it, you're still going like, wow, mm. oh, that's so good. This is like really impressing me off. You'll be done right under off the an bat. Hour. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how we it holds may up. or may not make it through this episode. No, the first when I first tasted, I said, "Wow, that's some, that's awesome. It's Tastes so like good. frosting." Yeah, it's so good. And it like, if good. you don't know, if you don't know me, I love frosting. <laughs> Who doesn't like frosting? Some people. Oh, some now, people I, don't like, like smiling. There, there is a certain laughing. type of frosting that I, you know, like if you go get like a cheap cake and mm. you're like, uh, or sometimes uh, some. Uh, cupcakes. This. this is like merits quality frosting. This right. Good Sometimes frosting. you go to a cheap cupcake and they might Ooh. have like yeah. three inches of frosting and it's like, it's just too much. That is too much. There's That's a there's a balance, okay? That's right. Like, I love frosting, but I'm temperate, okay? <laughs> you gotta have <laughs> right? a frosting deliverance device. Right. My cake. sixth cupcake. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Father, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Father, uh, some people... So we just actually got on North Carolina Catholic Radio. Hey, congratulations. So yeah, thank that, you. Yeah. I think that should be, I think that's maybe 23, 24 different uh, radio it's stations. Fantastic, yeah. Um, but so we're getting, we, I say that to say we have some new listeners yeah. to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been a, a, a guest of, of many episodes and a yeah, long-time listener. Thanks, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll give you the floor to say, why drink? Why drink on air? Why, why have a, a whiskey? So, okay, so... Um, a lot of different ways you can take it. There are a lot of different ways you can take it. It's like, okay, well, um, for a morally good act, you have to have three things. It ought to be good, right? So you have to have the proper intention, you have the proper content, and proper, proper circumstances. If all three of those things are good, then it's a morally good act. Mm-hmm. So this is delicious. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it, is. it is a good thing. Yeah. No, no, also, like, so it is. It's fine in moderation uh, to be able to have... Uh, an alcoholic drink mm-hmm. and if your intention is just really to enjoy it as we are and like appreciate it you know kind of discover something new and it's not to excess 
in total moderation. Yeah. Your intention is proper too. Circumstances. So uh, we're not in mass. You know, this is, that would be totally, totally improper. Mm-hmm. We're not in school. Mm-hmm. This is proper circumstances as well. We're only amongst the other adults. Mm-hmm. All three things are good. Right. So therefore, this is a morally good act. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay, so we're not sinning. Okay, that's kind of baseline. Right. We're like, okay, good. We're not sinning. Good. And then we'll go from there to like, okay, well, it's also, hopefully, you all will be modeling something that could be taken to excess and often is, unfortunately. Um, right. But you can say, no, you can enjoy this in moderation. And this is the, this is the right way to do it. And hopefully you all, and I think you do, you, you model it well. Say like, no, this is a totally acceptable, uh, you know, delight that we can have uh, a little bit of a pastime as well to be able to socialize mm-hmm. this way. Um, in Ireland, unfortunately, they do have some, you know, n- kind of notorious for uh, drinking problems, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but a friend of mine, uh, John Tui, uh, if you're listening from Meath, so hello. Um, he, um, he's part of the Pioneers. Are you familiar with the Pioneers? I am Ireland? not. No. So uh, the Pioneers are a group, it's an Irish-based group that they take a they take an oath that they won't have another drop of alcohol for the rest of their life. Oh, wow. Okay. So they also wear a little pin, so you know that they're a pioneer. So, like, if you see them in a pub in Ireland, you know better than to this is the, don't, is don't, this don't, the pri- don't try to buy him a drink. Is right. this the priest that, uh, in the 1800s, like, he was the uh, uh, apostle of temperance? We talked about this on the show. A, so I'm not sure who founded the, the pioneers. Man, okay. I can't remember his name. But... Um, but you know, maybe John can help us. Yeah. And um, so anyway, so they they and do the only so reason that that's, that's a good thing to give it up is because drinking itself is, is a also good. a good. Because to give up a bad thing, that's there's no that's, merit. There's no merit in that. It's like I it's will virtuous. I will no longer drink strychnine. I will no longer you know? kill my neighbor. <laughs> right. right. So like, I take a vow. It's like well, well that's that, actually not much of a not sacrifice at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it is virtuous if you're able to do so self-sacrificially in right. reparation. Sort of mm. like uh, celibacy, for instance. Oh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know, the, the good of marriage is so it's great. Excellent. That's it's why phenomenal. celibacy is so valuable, because sure. the thing that you have given up is so valuable. It is. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I so, dig it. So, and hopefully, hopefully, as you put it, we model like the virtue of temperance mm-hmm. and not muddle the virtue of temperance. <laughs> No, you should, the only thing you should be muddling. That's my hope. Anyway. The only thing you should be muddling are drinks. Right. Yeah. I think people in Maybe the Carolinas will a mint leaf every now right, and then. Just in there. That yeah. Mint julep. If oh, you, interestingly enough, you know yeah. that in the Carolinas, especially out in the uh, the islands off the Carolinas, you Carolina people know this better than we would. They actually still have some. They retain some of their original brogues. I was just going to tell you this huh. story. We yeah. had Pat Flynn and his wife in town just yeah. uh, last week. Oh. Um, and. She, they lived in Carolina for South or North Carolina for a while, and she just told me the story that yeah. there was this island, yeah. and like they were secluded, Virtually untouched, and they still had like this weird old accent. Yeah, yeah. They didn't even have bridges out there. Yeah. Nice. I just heard that story. Fantastic. I also need to apologize to the people in North Carolina. A couple episodes ago, I made the the mistake of saying that they had a mustard based barbecue. No, no, no. That's, that's South Carolina. Yeah, that's, that's not North Carolina. Yeah. I can't believe it. And that. I got called out on oh, it. Oh, good. I'm glad they did. Rightfully. Rightfully uh, so. and, and I appreciated it. Bro. So, um, How dare you. What yeah. Did I, what did I have? I apologize. We'll be right back.
There's a common thread among thousands of formerly sinful people we now call saints. They had a relationship with God, which then inspired them to set the world on fire, as St. Catherine and Siena put it. But more importantly, and more specifically, it meant they put in the time. They sat with the Lord. They spoke with Him. They listened to Him daily. They unveiled their hearts and wounds and problems to Him. They offered Him thanks and gratitude. They left their sufferings with Him on the altar. They begged for His help. My question to you is, are you putting in the time? I know that I've sat in front of the church or sat in adoration, making this mental grocery list of things that I want. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about time to build a consistent, honest relationship, time to speak, and time to listen. Dave and I have talked about on the show before that if you don't have an adoration hour once a week, are you really taking your faith life seriously? Are you really taking your prayer life seriously? But sometimes uh, you need a guide to help you in this holy hour. And so Exodus 90 has specifically put together a guide for you to help with your holy hour. In the show notes, you'll find a simple breakdown that shows you how to structure your time with the Lord. So this guide is also mobile friendly. If you go to exodus90.com slash TCMS, that's TCMS, the Catholic Man Show, exodus90.com slash TCMS, you can get a free mobile friendly guide on how to structure your holy hour. Highly recommended. Go check it out. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan, and once again, our honored guest, Father Sean Donovan. Because he is very honored to be with us today. Thank We're you. honored to be I'm with you. I'm very honored. You're honored. We're all Thank honored. you, Your Honor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so we are drinking some Hey Penny. We are. Uh, indeed. It's sh- good. Sugar yes. whiskey from... It's, sugar whiskey. <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's like dangerously they should, good. They should make more whiskey like this. It's good that they only make glasses this big. <laughs> I'm putting this sugar in my get. whiskey from now on. <laughs> like, like, like Michael old-fashioned. Yeah, exactly. Splendid scotch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like Splendid, gets you drunk like scotch. <laughs> uh, There's a tagline. Yeah, that's yeah, which is not for that. you because not for you. Yeah, yeah, because you're modeling temperance. That's right. Uh, that is one thing that is good. <laughs> Did to you re- say muddling or modeling? That's I, right. I, I, that's okay. right. Yeah. It's one thing to remember that as you are drinking uh, whiskey, it's a different way of drinking than a beer or other oh, yeah. other types of drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something. It's a common mis- it's mistake. Like, it's like I think an adult sippy cup. Right. So I mean, you yeah. take sippy very sip. little yeah. little sips. Yes. Um, I was explaining this to someone recently who has like tried to get on the whiskey game mm-hmm. and I, t- I told him that like hey i think you're taking too big of sips like you, you gotta come on you come gotta on. like take you know like it's like it's like Just you're little... trying to sip on very hot soup we're like right? through a small coffee straw. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That you just like letting the wind blow it into your mouth and kind of get aerated, you know? Yeah. Um and when he did that he's like, oh got it. That's yeah. that is a totally different experience. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you really do take the tiniest. So good. The mm-hmm. tiniest sips, and it, yeah. So like a glass should last you a long time. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. So Father Sean Donovan, we are going to be going to Ireland this we year. We are. We are. Uh, if you did not get a chance to listen to our last episode, we we talked a little bit about Catholicism in Ireland in yeah, general. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. this episode, we're going to talk about uh, Catholic saints. Yeah. From Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or in Ireland. Of, some of them are kind of, of well them. known, some not so much, and we're going to be experiencing some of their places where they're buried. Uh, we're, at, we're like right out of the box, like we're going. It's so great. So I I didn't 
schedule this pilgrimage. I'm just putting it, like so when I say like so brilliant that they get uh, this is not my brilliance. So <laughs> Sele- just putting selectinternationaltours.com. So beautiful. Just great great uh itinerary. But you notice like right out of the box we're going to the west of Ireland. Uh-huh. You know? Like so we're going over to Knock and over to Galway. Uh so if you don't know the story of Knock or you're not terribly familiar with our Lady of Knock uh, then you're not cool. No, no, yeah. no you're probably not as cool as you could be. You're probably not Irish or of Irish extraction. Right. And uh, so, you know, most people know about uh, Our Lady of Loretto or Our Lady of Fatima yeah. or they know Our Lady of Lourdes. Uh, they might even know some more obscure ones, Akita or Banu, Bahrain. Yeah, the, but, the pillar. You know, Our Lady of Pillar uh, and they have Nuestra Señora del Pilar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like all great stuff. But we're talking about Ireland now, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about, okay, so 1879, uh, so after the devastation of the Great Hunger, uh, systematic starvation of the Irish people, 75% of the people either died or had to leave the country. Yeah, 70, 75%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 75%. No, not died or left the country. Or left the country. Because right. they would have died. So they fled. If anybody that didn't is die. a crazy there was a amount. Was it a bacteria? In the yeah, it was a blight, but that's just a, this is called total cop out. It was systematic starvation of the Irish by the English who were shipping out boatloads of food every day of the Great Hunger. So it wasn't it wasn't actually that there was a potato. Oh, there was a potato blight, sure, but that's just an excuse. Well, the potato failed. Yeah, you still produce a lot of food in Ireland, and the British were stealing it to starve the Catholics to death. Uh, and then mocking I them as they were eating grass and dying. Did not know that. Yeah, uncomfortable truths. Yeah, that is that is a little know. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, really bad. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. really bad, really bad. So, and my my father's family, uh, we immigrated here around that time. You know, late eighteen hundreds. So that you didn't die. Yes, we didn't die. You right. know, and we we missed the whole Civil War things. So we were like, you white people. I'm like, we just got here. Right, yeah, so yeah, like we yeah. didn't do that. We didn't, you know, my mom's family even the 1920s, even more recently. So no, 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 that's you, America. We just got here. Thanks so much. Yeah, but uh, that makes sense because man does not live on potatoes alone. No, but they are so good. They are so good. So good, and they grow in anything, even in Irish rocky soil. And yeah. so I mean, like it's so so good. But my my dad's family's from Skibbereen, and they have seven concentric cemeteries of cir- circles of cemeteries around their town. So many people died. Mm. So, so bad. All from that one area. Era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. All during the Great Hunger. Wow. And Gortamor. And so, anyway, so that's, it was that devastating. So people were fleeing uh, from that. So anyway, right after this devastation, Our Lady appears. Right after Mass, to the entire parish. To an entire parish. Yeah. Not like a couple... And of course, this is Ireland, so it's raining, mm-hmm. but it's not raining on them. Yeah. And she appears with Saint Joseph. It's raining all around them. All around them, they're all they're all dry, mm-hmm. you know. And they have Our Lady, Saint Joseph, John the Evangelist, the Lamb of God, with choirs of angels flying around them for yeah. hours. And has John? Has Saint John? Has he, has he appeared in other as like part of the Holy Family as like, an adoptive son? No. Oh yeah, okay. So that's the he's deal. An adoptive he's an son. adoptive son. Behold your mother. I've never thought about him being a member of the Holy Family. Isn't that beautiful? That blows my mind. Yeah. And then oh, what did our wow. li- yeah. have you ever thought about that? No, I have not. Not, it's a whole not in that way. Holy Family. 
Mm. Yeah. And how so has he know? ever has he ever made an apparition like out, like appeared to to saints outside of the Holy Family? You know, I, I'm not. Sh- I can't. I can't. Yeah, because we yeah. were talking about this the other day, and I said I don't know of any, but you know, I don't claim to know all, all the, the apparitions, apparitions that have been or by any right. means. Right. I just I've never heard of. In terms of Marian apparitions, is the only one. That's I mean, like approved. apparitions. We're talking about like not just private visions, right. you know, or right. locutions. Are, yeah. I mean, like I'm sure he's appeared to people before, but sure. we're talking about apparitions. This is all private revelation that take place like yeah. it's some public sphere. You know what I right. mean? Mary appears to people all the time. Oh, sure, yeah. But they're not apparitions. This was the entire parish. Right. It's a little bit better for witnesses. Yeah. And how do people say, like, well, how do they know that that was Mary, Joseph, John the Evangelist? Because they appeared the same way they were portrayed in the statues inside the church on the other side of the apse wall. Mm-hmm. So people walk out from seeing a statue of St. John to seeing St. John. The same, like, same kind of depiction. Face. Yeah. So that way they could recognize him. Yeah, right. And what did Mary say in Knock? Nothing. Nothing. What did Joseph say in the Bible? Nothing. Nothing. Did it make it less impactful? No, not at all. St. Joseph's a man of action. He's a man to be emulated. Our Lady didn't speak. Why do you think that is? I don't know. That's one. Language is also extremely politicized in Ireland. As soon as you pick a language, you've picked a side. Hmm. So she spoke in English. Mm, I see. It would be oh, 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 the Brits. See, the Brits are. Oh, they're totally right for this oppression of our language for right. centuries. Right. Oh, if you spoke in Irish. Ah. Okay. Now we can use that as a as an arm for the IRA in the twentieth century. Right. Because Mary spoke in Irish. No, no, no. She speaks in neither. This is this is just. She could have spoken Latin. Yeah. Hey, nah. hey, never <laughs> so, <laughs> and only the priest would be able to understand. So she's, she's saying what this. Hey, hey, yeah. saying so what did she, she say? <laughs> <laughs> she says, praise your rosary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Pray your rosary. Yeah, she she always me? says that. Like, she's <laughs> confession more often. <laughs> <laughs> I could have guessed. Yeah, that's what she usually says, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, that's what she usually <clears throat> Make reparations. Make reparations. You, you pray. Say every yeah. day. Penance. Yeah. Penance. Penance. Mm-hmm. She says nothing. Great. I, I have a daughter this, named Bernadette, so you know I know that you know, one. You yeah. know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, that's just this is just my take on it. This is you know this is not a thing. Official. That's one of the things I'm most excited about is going to our Our Lady of Knowledge. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So like, also one of my favorite things or most excited about is just getting your take on it, on just everything about the pilgrimage. That's it's part like, of it. It's okay, like, Father yeah. Sean. Yeah. What do you? What's your take here? Well, like for, for I mean, like for for knock that that's one of my biggest takeaways. That was my own. I didn't rip this off of anybody else. I usually do. Like usually, when the fathers yeah. of the church or something see something better, you take it from them. Right. Fa- hey, Father, right. you don't got to tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You're all we have a about podcast. It. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but like this, this was my own reflection. Is like, okay, well, if she spoke in a particular language, it would be politicized. Sure. It's an extremely dangerous thing to do. You know, given the culture, or like the things going on at the time, that makes yeah. a lot, total sense. Yeah. So, but how beautiful. Uh-huh. Why did she appear with the entire Holy Family? Just to show that she cared in their darkest hour. Right. I mean, it. I don't think it loses any of its significance. That she didn't her, say anything. Her no. apparition. Exactly. Yeah, She's right. because, here for you. Exactly. If she was going to speak, what would she have said? Pray the rosary. Yeah. <laughs> like, Am I not your mother? Right, right. exactly. Like yeah. do penance and turn turn to the like turn to my most immaculate heart mm-hmm. and you know like go to my son. Th- the same thing she says every time. Right. Yeah. 
So right, exactly. Talk to your neighbors. And I will bring you yeah. to my son, my right. my divine son. Yeah. So did they say anything about the angels that were there? Like no, n- nobody. Well, like, I, nobody I'm not spoke that, at all. But uh, yeah, I know, I know the angels didn't speak. But did, in terms of commentary, did, yeah, did people like say like it's how very, many or it's what? Very what, interesting. They're they're actually flying in a circle, and they actually have the depiction. You've probably seen the photos of like they tried to recreate the vision of the parish based on all their witness accounts. So they have Christ the Lamb of God on the altar and choirs of angels flying around in a circle. Hmm. Which is very interesting as well because like... And it went on for hours, right? Hours. Right after Mass. Uh-huh. And also shows... I mean, like, granted, this is an apparition of the whole entire Holy Family with all the angels, so it's probably captivating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also shows the devotion of that parish. Nobody's like, well, it's time for dinner, you know, like... Yeah, it's time to go. Time to go. It's like, no, we're all here. Like, I'm not leaving we're, until we're this not is leaving. over. This yeah. is right. how it is. She's appearing to us. Yeah. So it's also because these are incorporeal beings. Right. Right. The fact that they ever are made visible is phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally, like, I don't know what the history says about it, but, like, if Joseph was assumed bodily into heaven, that wouldn't surprise me. No. And a lot of scholars propose that. They do. Okay. Well, we'll be right back. We got got a lot more to talk about. All right. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you, the Catholic Mantra listener, for your support in Christ-Centered Capital. Christ-Centered Capital is a watchdog site of... For Judeo-Christian investors, if you go to ChristCenterCapital.com, you can use promo code TCMS2022 and get one month free uh, and have access to all of Mark Lozano's investments reports and help support his partner charities. Because we've had so much support in Christ Center Capital, Mark continues to grow. He continues to grow his business, and he's, he's, he's having new opportunities to help promote his, his business. So one of the things he's about to do is be featured on Capturing Christianity with Cameron Bertuzzi talking about Christian investing. So you're not going to want to miss that. Go to ChristCenteredCapital.com. You'll be able to stay up to date with what Mark is going on, and, and more importantly, be able to invest your money in a uh, ethical way. So go to ChristCenteredCapital.com, use promo code TCMS2022 for one month free, no obligation, subscription to his access to investment reports and support of his partner charities. ChristCenteredCapital.com, where do your values lie? Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. With Adam Minahan and Father Sean Donovan. Priest of God. True. So we're talking about Irish saints. Yes. We yes. talked we talked about the apparition, Our Lady of Knock. Yes. Um, and like once again, the thing that blew my mind is that St. John is there. I knew St. John was there, yeah. but I've never connected that like he is part of the Holy Family. Yeah. Blows my mind. Uh so like I have yeah. a lot to ponder about that. That's gonna yeah, be yeah. Me too. I'm gonna go home and tell Pamela like, hey, <laughs> did you know this about Saint John? Yeah. So anyway, and she'll be like, yes. Yeah, I know. She'll be like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Where have you, you know been? what? You know what she'll say is like, yeah. Well, in Totus Tuus, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> like she did. Let me just give a shout out for Totus Tuus, yeah. Pamela and Lady Pamela, Lady Pamela, Let's and a it. shout out to her, right? Yeah. But. Uh, she like was a leader of Totus Tuus for a couple right. years. Was incredibly formative for her. Yeah, you know, just like 
you know, she's there with a small group of her peers, and they had this um, ordered like prayer life where they were saying the hours, they were going to like holy hour every day, yeah. going to mass every day, and she's there with other people who are committed to her faith. For just doing that for two years, she, I mean, like all the time, she's telling me like, well, when we were in, t- told us to us. she learned like how to say the hours first of all because sure. that's hard to do. I yeah. still don't know how to do it. Ibrevery, ibrevery teaches you. I don't want to do that. I want to no. Like, I want to learn the book. I want, uh, like I want to know like you need milk. You don't need food. Well, I know I need a teacher. Is what I need. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just shout out like, hey, oh yeah, Totus Tuus is awesome. If you're in college and you're looking for a job for the summer, I used to help teach the teachers for like yeah, seven. Well, I was going to say like you were in, you were involved in it too. I, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I love Totus Tuus. It fun, was fun fact. Uh, Tulsa is, is the biggest Totus Tuus in the nation. Is it mm-hmm. bigger than Wichita? Bigger than Wichita? Woo! Take that, Wichita! Oh, <laughs> you and your free uh. Catholic education, boom! <laughs> yeah, but, but we what, have do more you, totus. Do you even do totus to us? <laughs> you just started it, right? That's all. <laughs> Cute. Anyway, sorry. You should get it. If you don't have sorry. it in your parish, Thank you should you. get it. Really proud of what a lot of stuff you do in Wichita, guys. Yeah, and, and you love great. your life. I do. Yeah. yeah, that's good. But anyway, just sh- quick shout out. Good. Yeah. Okay. Catholic, so, next Catholic right. saint. So so anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna visit the site of Our Lady of Knock, but also like let's just go through like some of the saints that we should probably know. Did you know that there's actually twelve apostles of Ireland? I had not known that until you said it. Twelve apostles before, before we just started that, recording. Yeah. So we've been hanging out here for like. Five I'm guessing Saint Patrick is one of them. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. Saint Patrick's not one no, of the twelve not. apostles. He's not, you know, he's just like he's like you know. Another guy. Okay. Yeah. So, St. <laughs> Karen. St. Karen, uh, like uh, Karen Culkin. Okay. Mm-hmm. For, you know, I think they're named after each other. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'll bet sure they are. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway. So, he's sometimes replaced by uh, by Finian of Clonard himself. Because Finian was really the teacher of all these other monastic missionaries in okay. Ireland. So, anyway, he started the monastic school. And uh, so, sometimes Finian is listed as number one. St. Kieran of Clonmacnoise. Clonmacnoise, you know, very famous abbey okay. uh, in Ireland, hmm. in uh, con- County Offaly. It's just, it just is a straight line, if I ever heard it. County Offaly, good. It's just there's so many Offaly jokes yeah. that you can it's hard to do, resist. especially if you're a it dad. Is, it is yeah. hard there to are resist. a lot of Offaly jokes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know so, how you know if a, da- if a joke is a dad joke? If the others smile and other people groan. The punchline is apparent. Oh yes! <laughs> isn't that isn't that beautiful? So, that I will see so my way good. out. That is so beautiful. I just love <laughs> that. Like, could it get any more dad than that? Like, that is just awesome. It's pretty good. Yeah, Saint Brendan of Burr, uh, Burr County, Offaly. Uh, Saint Brendan of Clonfort. Now, I told you this story already. Saint Brendan, Brendan the Navigator. I named my dog when I was eight years old after Saint Brendan the Navigator. But I had help. I had help I from my dad. Hilarious. You know? So I was like, okay, he's a Labrador. And he landed in Labrador, Los Angeles. Oh. Anyway, so we, we can be pagans, I guess, for a while. And you can just pray your we'll, we'll We'll do it at the break. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll pray for sure. Trust us. And um, we will. Yeah, we, we will. will. Yeah. So anyway, so Brendan, uh, so he landed in Labrador. And he's you know, from Labrador, much like the Plymouth Plymouth <laughs> for the pilgrims. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so because he, my dog was a Labrador, we named him after St. Brendan. I called him Danny. Best Labrador ever. Nice. So good. Nice. Anyway, so he was the first to discover the, the New World. 
Uh-huh. So, like, from a European perspective, uh-huh. right? Because our natives had already walked over on the this land is before bridge. the Vikings. Before the Vikings, two hundred years before them, a long time yeah. before the Vikings. So, the, how do we know that? Because when the Vikings arrived, they actually have uh, they have writings saying that they saw some natives walking in a procession with white garments and a cross in procession. And they would have probably known Christians. Right, because they like the yeah, Vikings they, they, were they killed a lot of us before. Yeah. Yeah. Like coming in, <laughs> like, in France, they like, killed us in yeah. Ireland. They killed beating us, in us like oh, there's more Christians here. Ah, we've killed you before. Easy, we don't fight back you know, much. It's yeah. sort of like on the you know the the baseball field when a certain batter comes up and everybody's like scoot in, yeah. swing batter batter right. batter batter. You're yeah. a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, not as bloodthirsty as we are. That's true. Yeah, that's actually where we have red hair for the Irish. It's not native. It's all because of Viking invaders. The, the blood. Yeah, yeah so because much. my mom's side of the family is from the east side, and that's where the, all the Vikings landed in Waterford, and then hence the red. Hmm. So anyway, uh, thank you, Vikings. That's, that's too bad. Thank, yeah. thank you. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm getting over it. I'm getting I mean, over not, it. Not the red part, yeah. but like that the family story, trauma story behind yeah, it. It's yeah, uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a little uncomfortable. I wish you had, like I wish you hadn't systematic said that. starvation <laughs> of the Irish. No, like, uh, you're making Father, us all uncomfortable. We're recording this whole yeah, thing. You're know I mean? hearing this. <laughs> yeah, you're making us sad. But just uh, have some hay penny. You'll feel great. Yeah, there it's you go. It's so good. It is. It is very good. Oh my goodness. So St. Brendan, anyway, he he took like this like 12 and 14 uh 12 to 14 foot long uh, leather corks. These boats. And went just like a, like a rowboat, like a little rowboat, uh-huh. all the way from Ireland through Iceland and the, their islands, all the way to what is now Canada. Canada, uh-huh. anyway. Saint Columba, ooh, Saint Columba of Terry Glass. There's another Saint Columba as well, uh, who was a Gaelic missionary monk, and he also founded like a, a Papa Stronzi, where they now have the Transalpine Redemptorists. Uh, Saint Columba, uh, also known as Columkill, he was a warmonger. Okay. So he actually started full-out wars before he became a monk. Uh, killed a lot of people. That's a transition. That's a big one. Yeah. So if you'd like to feel... A There's bit, a transition <laughs> for you. <laughs> so but this is before he became a monk. Just before he became a monk. Just to be clear. Right. right. You know, he wasn't killing people like in habit. Right. Uh, if he was, Dante would have had him in hell. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So actually, if you ever, like, if you ever struggle with... Uh, Despair, the sin of despair, which is a lack of the virtue of hope. Mm-hmm. Check out, there's a small little bl- book called uh, Saints Behaving Badly. A big fan. If you actually, if you don't struggle with despair, but instead of presumption, do not read this book. Right? Okay, yeah. Do not read this book if you're like, I'm cool, I'm going to heaven. No problems. I'm not a murderer. Like, size me for a halo. Right, exactly. Like, don't read this book. But if you're ever like, ah, I struggle a little bit with hope, read the book, make you feel so much better about yourself. You're like, I haven't slaughtered anybody lately. Lately. Like, you know, <laughs> lately. I could be like St. Columba. So anyway. And you could. You could. You really could. Even without slaughter. You don't, in context, you don't have to slaughter somebody to be like St. Columba. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Just to like clarify. Just, you know, yeah. yeah. Christ wills it, actually. <laughs> well, Dale's wills, Dale's wills a lot. Yeah, you know, and yeah. actually, we should we should get back does, to that when we have a, a uh, yeah. Holy Land pilgrimage episode. Yeah, uh, maybe also including, you know, Deus Volt and uh, the Crusades and tattoos and all those good things. Yeah. Uh huh. I said it. Yeah. Saint Movi. Uh, so that's M O B H I. Movi. Uh, Saint 
Rodhan of Laura. Now, granted, my brother was the one who took Irish Gaelic in school. I did not. So if we have any Irish listeners, I apologize uh, for any mispronunciations. At least you got the BH thing. That's right. I got that down because it's part of my name. <laughs> like like St. Seanan. So St. Shannon, St. Shannon. There we go. So actually, do you know that uh, Sean uh, should have a fada, an accent over the A to make hmm. it John? If you don't have an accent over the A, then it's Shan, and it means old. Really? So, hmm. Yes, yes. That's a funny thing to name a baby. <laughs> old baby. <laughs> and your name is old. So it better be Sean <laughs> with an accent. Two days old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you got just born. Nineveh, uh, saintly of uh, Loch Ern, the pious. And then you have uh, Saint Lasrin, and then finally Saint Kanish, uh, or Kanich. Uh, give him the original and proper Irish language name. So those are the twelve. The twelve, okay, right. But also, and were they contemporaries? Yes. Okay, so, so that's why Patrick, all students of Finian. That's why Patrick's not. Yeah, he's older. Um, they're he's older um, of their name. number, right? So they usually attribute uh, Patrick uh, back to the like uh, four thirty two, right? Is a given date to show his prominence in evangelization. There were other, you know, Christians he, already evangelizing, and but, he was like more instrumental in converting. Like lots and lots, lots of people. Oh yeah, and he was British. You know, he right. was imprisoned, and you could read uh, St. Patrick's uh, autobiography. Uh, but yeah, he's British. He's not Irish, right? He wrote an autobiography. Yeah, yeah. He's very much a uh, Saint, uh, like a Joseph archetype type. Yeah, you know that was in slavery, not born into and slavery, but saves people. Who exactly. Them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That. Yeah. I mean, there's just uh, there's a lot of it's beautiful, really beautiful. Yeah. Correlations there. Oh yeah. And uh, so St. Patrick, of course, you know, uh, they desecrated his grave and many others uh, in the post-Reformation era. Well, post-revolutionary is more proper. He's actually in Northern Ireland, I yes, think, is where is. his grave is. So uh, Dem Patrick. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so a lot of the, the relics have been destroyed. Oh, that's terrible. A lot of these saints were buried, uh, you know, by other Christians. Hmm. Kind of disappointing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but some other Irish saints we should, we will be knowing about. Also, we've... Probably talked about St. Kevin a little bit, the Glendalock. A little bit. Only, yeah. only a little bit. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to be known. Like, is there, he's so ancient as being a sixth century saint, like these others. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know. It's a lot of legend. Legends as well. And because he, like, you know, he had practiced ascetic practices, it's not like he's over there writing an uh, bio- autobiography, you right. know. Like, like, look at all the stuff that I've been doing. And I've been, then I did this. Yeah. And then I, and did then I held my hands out for so long. Right, exactly. Then I didn't move for 12 days. Yeah. So, Except for write this. Did you yeah. go to the bathroom? Uh, right. No. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Adam Minahan, and this is David Niles from the Catholic Man Show. And we are so excited because we are going on pilgrimage to Ireland. We're going this September, September 15th through the 24th. We're going to go to some amazing Catholic places in the country that, as you know, The Catholic tradition in Ireland is so deep and rich. And while we're there, we're also going to be visiting some distilleries, if you can even imagine that, you know, us, the Catholic Man Show. So we're going on basically a (laughs) cathedral and distillery pilgrimage to Ireland. It's going to be awesome. And and because we're going on distillery tours that are not typical for the tourists, Dave, we're not taking a bunch of people. We're not taking 60 people. We're not taking 50 people. We're capping this off at 30 people because we want to be able to have it. it. We want it to be intimate. We want to be able to uh, go to places that normal tourists don't get a chance to go to. Uh, So go to selectinternationaltours.com slash Catholic Man Show for more information. 
Welcome back to the Catholic Command Show. Here with Father Sean Donovan. Just recently got a new, uh, assigned to a new parish. Yes, so I got my assignment. I'll be moving in July 1st. Yeah, so he's going to be closer to us yeah, now. He's going to be here in town. Which is exciting yeah. for us. I'm excited. Devastating for Pasca Barnes Doll. So, but we're talking about uh, Irish saints, Catholic Irish saints, uh, as we're going on pilgrimage to Ireland here pretty soon with Father Sean Donovan. Uh, if you have not signed up, make sure you go to thecatholicmanshow.com uh, and you can join us in September. We're really excited about going. Yeah, there are a, a few spots left available, so make mm-hmm. sure to to. I mean, there are quickly. there are. I mean. There are spots available. Yes. Anyway, we're not. We just opened it up not too long ago. So correct. So there's still. However, they have been selling, and so right. So I don't want. I don't want you to miss out because we want to. We want. We want right. And by the and by the time you hear this particular episode, uh, which we're recording two in a row here with Father Donovan, and Mm -hmm. so like, act quickly. Correct. So uh, maybe uh, Saint Kevin. Dave and I talked about St. Kevin a couple weeks ago, very briefly. Sure. Um, There's not a whole lot you can say, unfortunately, because much like St. Francis of Assisi, he was not a great writer, right? He was Mm. a monastic, so Mm -hmm. he lived very simply. A lot of people make parallels between the two of them, you know, even though they're like 600 years apart. Between uh, who? Between St. Kevin and St. Francis of Assisi. Oh, okay, right, yeah. So, you know, great ascetic yeah. Examples and uh, St. Kevin started uh, a monastic foundations that actually some of these buildings still exist. They're beautiful stone buildings with n- no mortar. So, hmm. what holds them up? Gravity 9.6 like, meters a second squared. Just other rocks. That's it. Just friction. Just well done. Just, yeah. Just yeah, placed just so. Just right. Yeah. So there's a beautiful area in Glendalock, and they have these little stone huts for these monks to live in. And uh, so they called it St. Kevin's Kitchen, because that's where he settled. But there's, you know, there's much with a lot of these uh, monastics. It's like, okay, they little a life of great asceticism, and they attracted a lot of followers to live similarly. But there's not, like, a whole lot of writings, right? Right. So, like, with St. Francis, then they'd have, like, foundational writings of the of the rule of life but even that has been rewritten so many times since saint francis yeah. that you know finding the original writings are really difficult to do so i think a lot of the stories around kevin saint kevin are you know have they have the ring of legend to them oh they're ancient you know yeah. and, and they're they're super super old well, so like, like 1600 years old i mean how no. much how like the details of these stories are they true or not I don't know. Like the, the important thing is like, what's the takeaway from these stories? Like, what does it tell you about the the saint? Because there's this one. You know, he liked to go out and become a hermit, like live as a hermit for a while, especially sure. during Lent. The story is that he went out to this tiny hut. It was so tiny that he liked to pray, sort of cruciformed. Sure. When he put his hands out to do that, they were out both windows of this hut, right. and that as he's doing that and praying, a bird comes and builds a nest in his hand. Sure, and. He decides not to lower his hand for the entirety of Lent, you know, for like the 20 days. It, it doesn't actually take that long for birds to lay eggs and for those eggs to hatch. I have a bluebird. You're a farmer. I'm a so. farmer, so I know all about stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we have a we do have an eastern bluebird house in our backyard, and we watch. They, they will crank out like four nests in a summer. So it's about 21, 22 days from 
laying the egg to that bird flying away. Uh, like, that's some impressive growth. But all the same, the fact that Kevin would just be able to, like, sit there unmoved for that long, I think it's a little bit ridiculous. Did he do it? I'm not going to say he didn't do it, okay? But it seems unlikely. It's very unlikely. I mean, perhaps you could even have kept the nest for 20 days as he's doing other things. Yeah. You know, that's, that's sure. possible. You know. I mean, could could he, <clears throat> by God's grace, have sat there in prayer for that long? Yes. Sure. Absolutely. That's God God has done more impressive things than that. Okay. I think it's actually Simon or Simeon. Simeon the Stylite. Have you heard of him? Oh, the guy on the pillar. Guy on the pillar. Mm-hmm. It's like the he, stylites are crazy. They are. Like, I just love yeah. those guys. What made you think? You know what I need to do to praise God more? Yeah, <laughs> I need to go up on a pillar. Just stay and, there. And just stay there. there. Like, yeah, like. All right. <laughs> and if he was able to do that for decades, then right. sure. Yeah, like, yeah. What's what's a Lent? Right. Yeah. What did, what did Father Nesbitt say from Clear Creek one time whenever he was giving a talk? He said some to of these be admired, Im- not imitated. Yeah, admired, not imitated. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. That also, like the saints are all different. So, like right. we don't want to try to imitate them in every aspect. Like you should be who you were called to be. Mm-hmm. And in your vocation, there are a lot of other you know saintly husbands and fathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not them. Right. Right. You have your own your own calling. Yeah. I think the funniest thing about St. Kevin is his name. To me, like, Kevin (laughs) is not the name from someone 1,600 years ago. It's like, what? It's popular again now. Like, that's an American name, right? Well, it's funny. My dad's a Kevin, right? uh So he's Gerard Kevin. And uh, nobody had really heard of the name. In Oklahoma, my dad grew up in Oklahoma. He was born here in Tulsa. Uh uh, People were mispronouncing his name. Kevin? Throughout the 50s and 60s. No kidding. Like, what is this? Kevin? Okay, yeah, because I feel like from back then it wouldn't be Kevin. It'd be like Kevinigan or like (laughs) something weirder than Kevin. Like Steve. (laughs) Bob. Right. You know. Like, yeah, like exactly. A Saint Steve from the 16th. From the. Saint Jeff. From the 400s, like that know. doesn't seem to fit. Well, it's, it's funny. Like uh, you're right. So in terms of pronunciation, actually, let's let's actually let's go to the official because it's like there is some speculation. I have one aunt who likes to speculate that is actually like Quivine was mm. the pronunciation. I think she's you know she's a historian, so she enjoys the sort of things like yeah. Uh, is like or Kamegen, Latinized to Coemgenus, Coemgenus, or yeah, see, that sounds more Kevin, correct to me. Kevin is like, okay, that's probably more like Kevin, it. right. You know, Kevin, Coemgenus, sure. Kev, yeah, Kev. not so I'll much. I'll bet that's what it was. You know? I'll bet it was Kev. Hey, yeah, Kev. Not so much. So you're right. In terms of pronunciation, absolutely I just not, think Kevin, like St. What, from the 400s, St. Kevin, you know? I just have always thought that was like funny. Stew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Father, so for those who may not know, like these ascetical practices, and may think sure. that these are this may be like a, a little crazy, too esoteric, yeah, 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 like a little too crazy. Well, like, actually, you might be surprised. So, it's like, have you ever heard of the nine ways of Dominican prayer? No, no. Okay, so oh, these, the postures, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, okay. I have. I, I, I'm only familiar you with do them every night. Right. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. all of them. I go through the whole litany of yeah. them. Yeah. Right, Just on breaks. Right, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so one of them is, you know, praying cru- cruciform, right? right. Uh-huh. So uh, 
it's an ancient practice. And St. Dominic used to go from side altar to side altar, different side altars, nearly all night long, while all the rest of the Dominicans were asleep. And uh, he would pray a different posture at each side altar, meditating on like the, the gift of sacred scripture or meditating on the passion, uh, participating in the scourging to a you know, lesser extent with the prayer of the blood, it's rather controversial these days, but it shouldn't be. Uh, St. John the Paul II, uh, Mother Teresa, they also uh, uh, were engaged in self-flagellation and also uh-huh. uh, the missionaries of charity still regulate that as and a devotion. I think even John Paul II was. Oh, most definitely. So said, yeah, oh, most you, definitely. I'm sorry. I missed that one. Yep. And even St. John Paul II, too. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, his, uh, his housekeeper would find uh, you know, his, his shirts just bloodied. Mm-hmm. And he would always just sleep on the floor, even when he was the Archbishop of Krakow. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, this is not just you know, relegated to an ancient past. So I would say check out the Nine Ways Dominican Prayer. Um, but don't take this upon yourself uh, without some guidance from a good spiritual director or pastor. Uh-huh. Because uh, it also it is, it's dangerous to undertake uh, on your own volition because of the temptation of pride. Sure. Like, I do the nine ways of Dominican prayer. I'm so holy, I so holy. flagellate myself. You just put humility on my birthday cake. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that is. Right. So, I had that on my... That's exactly what my birthday cake was yeah, last year. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. So, but... <laughs> yeah. So, so, okay, so so the reason why you do it, though, like, because there's some... There's some people who maybe not even in, known to or uh, have ever read anything about ascetic saints so right, to speak right. so the reason why they do it though is is for reparation and reparation for past sins for sins of other people as well to to meditate better on the life of Christ especially his passion but also uh as different offerings of both supplication and thanksgiving mm-hmm. so it's not just about you know uh, reparation and you know merely meditating upon, upon the passion but you have others who are like, you might just pray prostrate in supplication or uh, for genuflections um, as a way to adore the Lord, but also to give thanks. This is like, there always has to be joy as a base here because, like, the saints are not sad. Right? No, they're, right. they're not depressed. No. They're the yeah. happiest people. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so these ascetic practices are. They're just kind of standard for all Christians. It's it's really been backed off upon over the last several decades, but you know, properly approached uh, with moderation and uh, the right intention, content, circumstances, these can be very helpful in the in, the, in your spiritual life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. okay. One more segment. One more talking about uh, different Catholic Irish saints. Yeah. Yeah. So we can Good. talk about St. Dymph now. We can talk about... Uh, Bridget. Bridget as well. Yeah. yeah. A lake of beer oh, for everybody. Oh, mm. We'll be right back. of heaven. <laughs> This is the pro- this is the problem when you we record multiple episodes in one, in one our, day. That was our ninth segment to do in a row. <laughs> right. <laughs>
So I don't I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. But that's okay. Okay. What uh let's I do want to talk about St. Bridget and St. Dymphna cuz yeah. they're both I mean like um St. Dymphna She's like she's also sort of like Kevin, right? Isn't she? She's from a long time ago. I'm she always is. very impressed by the saints that have maintained devotion from over like if you were existed over a thousand years ago, like St. Patrick. Right. You know, and St. Patrick is, you know, well over a thousand years ago. And people oh, yeah. still have a devotion to you. Uh there's obviously something the not only extraordinary about your life because all the saints lived extraordinary lives. Sure. Um, but there's something particular about your life, you know. Not, I mean, there's not all. Not all the saints are the same. There's oh, a. No. I mean, you, God has a hierarchy of saints, a hierarchy of grace, a hierarchy of everything. Not that we know what it is, and not that our own devotion says or determines what that hi- hierarchy is. You know, because no. the the second greatest saint in heaven might be utterly unknown here on earth. I know who the first one is. You do? Yes. Tell me. It's Mary. And the second? I don't know after that. It's a matter Reasonable. of speculation, Could but it's reasonably... Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. Joseph makes sense. Joseph, so. you know, like possibly one of the apostles. I also John think Baptist. John. Yeah. John the Baptist. Baptist. I also think that uh, St. Faustina is going to be top ten. Oh, your Polish is showing. I f- yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, Jesus gave her the title apostle. It's not bad. But so did Mary Magdalene and yeah. John and Paul. Paul got to be apostle. As okay, well. so top fifteen anyway. <laughs> and one's the apostle of the apostles, Saint Mary Magdalene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm saying top fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And you know, actually, there are a few different theologians who will say that, like, uh, so you you have Dulia, Hyperdulia, and then yeah. there's a Saint and Joseph, Latria. and there's a Saint Joseph Dulia, Prima Dulia, Prima Dulia, right, right. Uh, that was one of the things when I read Con- Consecration to St. Joseph uh, by Father Calloway. Right. Blew nice. my mind. Thank you. Thank Great you. I job. remembered it. I always go to like, what is it? What's the golf brand? Calloway. <laughs> Sometimes I can't remember the golf brand. For years. You mean the priest that always takes photos like this? Yeah. For years. He... Uh, fa- uh, I cannot. He cannot I remember can Father Calloway. Rarely Calloway's remember name. Father Calloway's we'll name. We'll be in an interview with him. And, and I'd be ta- like, fa- Father... Uh, <laughs> well, and even aside from that, I talk about him all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, sometimes with sunglasses on. Yeah, he has. A, he's a surfer priest. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. Uh, he actually has a crazy life story. Oh yeah, I've seen the photos. Right. The yeah. Bills yeah. and bills. Like, yeah. You've been I mean, kicked he, out of a country. Yeah. He's like, he's banned from Japan. And Japan is like some crazy people, right? Really I good think, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. Okay, so Saint, I uh, take it. St. Bridget. Let's talk about St. Bridget. Okay. Um, yeah. She was known. Not of Sweden. Not no. of Sweden. I, there. I have a personal devotion to St. Bridget of Sweden. I just want to like throw her out there. Okay. All right. Yeah. We actually did a whole episode mm-hmm. on, on this. She is just so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but St. Bridget was uh, known for, for saying a very famous. Uh, quote. Ooh, yeah, was St. Uh, Bridget of Ireland, was she a mystic? Would you call her a mystic? Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, so. I mean, I think that. so, too. Right, because she had visions. Oh, and, yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. If you have visions or locutions... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not sure what the dividing line is on mysticism, 
But it seems to me like she would be a mystic. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she had she had the the famous quote like that she she hopes that everybody. Are you looking enjoy. it up, Father, so that you can say it right? Okay, right. Oh yeah, gotta okay, get the right. Gotta get the right. Thing. Right, because you don't want to like misquote, it, like wing it, misquote. Like, the we quote. all like beer in lakes. Right. right. Like, <laughs> Jesus like wants you to drink a whole lake of beer or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what she said. Right. Yeah. You don't want to misquote the quote that she quoted. That's right. That's right. And then you got to find like a reputable source. Right. Because that, that it's important, you know. Dave, what are you, well, as he's doing that, Dave, what are you most excited about on our po- for taking our pilgrimage? Well, Our Lady of Knock, I think I'm most excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also excited about seeing just some of the beautiful old churches, right? You know, because there are some yeah. old, old, old churches. Um, getting to see even just the landscape. Every picture I've ever seen of Ireland is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if they like... If they have a department that scans and it's like, nope, you can only send, you have to get your Ireland pictures approved before posting them on the internet. They're all beautiful. Right. Oh, yeah. It seems like not. Right. It seems like just every single field is just incredible. So I'm really excited. And we're going to be there when things are green and lush in September. Like everything will, it'll be, you know, like harvest time yeah. where, you know, things, are, they, they're going to be looking things good. Happening. So I'm really excited about just visually seeing and appreciating so you the countryside. The whole time. No. I learned this lesson when I went to Rome. And I think I've told this story before. Um, first church I went to in Rome was St. Paul Outside the Walls. Incredibly beautiful church. Um, it was my second favorite, probably because it was the first one I What's saw. It was my second favorite. It wasn't, it's my second favorite. <laughs> What's your first favorite? Uh, St. Peter's. Oh. I've heard of that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. when you go there, you're like, okay, this one's obviously <laughs> the best. I get it. <laughs> Um, but St. Paul outside the walls is first Roman church I saw. So it like, it was, it like took my Roman church virginity. If you mm. want to say it that way. I wouldn't have. Yeah. Nobody okay. Would. Nobody would. <laughs> no. no, nope, nope. You shouldn't, no, you shouldn't do that actually. <laughs> yeah. But so it really impacted me, but I was on my phone the whole time taking pictures of absolutely everything. So I have a much worse picture of everything that you would want to take a picture of that you could find on the internet. Okay, if you wanted to see a picture of the thing that I took a picture of, there's a far better picture if you Google it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the point of me taking a picture of it was really low. And instead of actually taking it in, I was on a mission to take pictures of everything as if like by capturing it, I now possess it. Yeah. Okay. Then at some point we went to a church that said no, no cell phones. Like you weren't allowed to take pictures of things in this church. And then at the end of the day, I realized I remember that church. I don't remember the other ones because all I've done is take pictures of them. I haven't actually looked at them. And so then I stopped taking pictures because I realized, Mm -hmm. no, my phone is interfering with my experience. Funny how that happens. I know, exactly. You think like, oh, this is so beautiful. I need to take a picture. Like, why don't instead you look at it? Mm-hmm. Um, or you can do both. Well, you you can it. actually do both, but like, don't get carried. Don't away. get into that mode of like, oh, I have to save this mm-hmm. because it's the, by it's the tr- biggest mistake that almost all pilgrims make. Right by trying to save it, it's like you pure, miss it. Terrible little phone camera. You think they're, that picture is going to be as good? HD yeah. photos of everything we're going to see. Right on Google. 
Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So if you're gonna take a photo, take it of somebody who's gonna be on the pilgrimage with you, mm-hmm. that actually matter to you, right? Like, or you like they're praying. Have someone take a picture yeah. of you, exactly. Like you take a picture of them, they take a picture of you while you're praying. That way, it's actually like right. matters to you. Yeah, exactly. The ones. So my my pilgrimage to Rome, the ones that I I took a thousand pictures. You know, um, the ones that I actually kept. A lot of them was like this. No, like no, dinner. no. The ones I deleted had nothing, nobody in them. Right. Uh, yeah. It was just like, oh, here's a great statue. There are a million and nobody cares. Phenomenal statues yeah. in mm-hmm. Rome. Okay, like the fact that you took a picture of one is absolutely meaningless when mm-hmm. you get home. But if you are in the picture mm-hmm. now, all of a sudden that triggers a memory because right. you see yourself. You're not. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're not a photographer, dude. Right. So um, if you're gonna take a picture, have like the people you're with be in it with you. Mm-hmm. But so no, when we go to Ireland, I will not be taking pictures. I will be taking memories. learning, learning from my mistakes. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. And taking to learn. it in, so you get too excited. Yeah, because you think, oh my gosh, oh yeah, this is so beautiful, which happens in Rome a lot because mm-hmm. there's a lot of beautiful things there. Like, I have to show this to somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a temptation that needs to be resisted. That's been, I mean, it's actually very nice to have the luxury of being able to go back to places because uh-huh. I made those mistakes at every single place the first time. Yeah. You go back and you're like, no, no, I'm going to take you all here. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to make it different. Right. Yeah. I'm not a landscape a photographer. Right. But yeah. I, but I will take pictures of people of you. Right. right. Like, you're here. Right. And we, as we just finished mass. Right. Yeah. Let's get right. together. I know yeah. it sounds a little bit selfish. Like, oh, the fact that I'm in the picture makes it, makes it better. But it for does. Me. But it actually does. For me. And you take a picture of anybody else on pilgrimage, you're like, okay, this is our pilgrimage. Right, yeah, exactly. Jim. Yeah. Jim. Jim. Ireland. Yeah. Spencer's basically Irish, I think. <laughs> Something. English. You, English. No, you look English. Irish, though, to me. He has a tremendous beard. He does have a tremendous yeah. beard. Well, Niles might be Welsh, okay, but I'm going. Mm-hmm. Minahan is, is, is Irish. Cork. So anyway, I can't wait to go there. I can't wait to go to Cork. Favorite Irish Saint Adam? Go, not Patrick. Uh, well, I mean, it would be uh, Bridget. Okay, she's a good candidate, I think. Yeah, I think Columba. Columba. Yeah, he he's, he's getting a little intrigued to me. I don't he, know much about him, but like he's just like he's like the like the William Wallace of saints. Did they name the Columba? <laughs> there was like a. Yeah. There was like we're a gonna col- kill a lot of people, and we're gonna go to heaven. Uh, there was like a Columbo show that no, ran for Columbo. a long time. Did they name? Was he named after no, no, like no, no, in no. honor of Columbo? Columba is also known as Dove, same as Johannes, all named after the Dove, or J- or John. Yeah, John, Juan, Sean, Giovanni, Johannes, Columba, Columba, John, Columba. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Weird it? stuff happens <laughs> when you transliterate. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Father, thank you so much for being here. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And I can I have I... the Bridget quote. So oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah, what is it? Are we even, are we recording? We're still yeah, we're recording. Still, we're, still, we're, oh, my we're, goodness. we're even still streaming. I thought, yeah. oh, my goodness. Okay, so here's the quote. Uh, I'd like to give a lake of beer to God. I'd love the heavenly host be tippling there for all eternity. I'd sit with the men, the women of God, there by the lake of beer. We'd be drinking good health forever. And every drop would be a prayer. Amen. Hi, this is Bishop David Condorla of the Diocese of Tulsa in Oklahoma. 
so let us pray. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen.